welcome to another episode of Weirdo Man Mint. This is Kelly, and uh, I'm here with my friend Matt today. What's up, guys? And uh, we're in the middle of Anytime Fitness in Farmington Hills. Matt, what's the address? <laughs> Let's just... 37592 West 12 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan. You're going to hear that a lot. Uh, this is an awesome gym, and I'm not saying that, and I'm not being paid to say that. I'm just telling you guys, because today's episode is all about... Um, fitness and getting in shape and how that journey started for me and how I met Matt, etc. So uh, we hope you enjoy it. All right, so I'm going to give you guys a little background on um, how I got started on this fitness journey. Um, I think it was like 20, well, I have to back it up, downer. Um, <laughs> I was working out with a trainer at Anytime Fitness in Berkeley, and we were doing push-ups on this gym equipment called the Smith machine. And uh, anyways, the next day I felt this weird, I thought I pulled a muscle in my chest. So I consequently went to have it checked out. And um, as it turns out, I got breast cancer. So that was super fun. Fuck um, cancer. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> uh, so um, after that, I... Basically, I went through two and a half years of hell trying to get better, uh, trying to rehab. And um, right before I started coming to Anytime Fitness in Farmington, um, I had just finished a uh, basically my treatment. And um, the, I had just been working out at the hospital gym. And then they told me at the hospital that I could start working out and trying to get healthy. So I guess my point of all that is that when I got here... I could not have been more broken, like physically just annihilated, broken. Um, so I came in here one day because I work in the area and I was working out, again, near the Smith machine. It's <laughs> a true story. Yeah. And I saw a man across the gym and he, he looked like he knew what he was doing. I don't know why. He, just, it, he was wearing a cutoff shirt. Yeah. And he was friendly. <laughs> so I went and asked him if about the Smith machine and then we started talking about the Smith machine. And then he tells me that he's a trainer. And I was like, cool, dude. And I just like walked away because I was just... I wasn't going to hire a trainer I was because, um, yeah, I was just broken. The fact that I was even in the gym was kind of a miracle. Yeah. So, um, and then we can pick that up. So, Matt, you explain how you got here. What? Um, so, I found my way in the fitness industry probably 10 years ago. So, I went to school for all that, got that down. And then this actually was my first real interview at a, for a uh, personal training position. So I got very lucky to have found this type of gym right away. So I started here about six years ago, and Kelly was one of my first clients, actually, maybe my third. Uh, so it was really, really cool to start working with someone with an awesome story and awesome goals. Um, and now, unfortunately, I'm not training as much, so we don't work together anymore. <laughs> Sad story. But uh, we still get to hang out every day when she's in here, five days a week at on most weeks. So that's good. Yep. Uh, but she is a completely different person today than she was, you know, four or five years ago when she first got started. Yes, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, what I'll say about that and specifically about training is that you, um, I don't know, you do stuff you never thought you could do, like, at all. Like, and, um, yeah, when you wanted me to start training, I was like, yeah, okay, cool story. I'm like, was not, <laughs> not going to do it. I'm like, I, I don't need a trainer. And then you're like, oh, I can get a free consultation. I'm like. Okay, and so then... Reel the in. Yep, reel the in. And here I am still, so 
kudos. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, maybe this will be the shortest podcast ever. It's like three and a half minutes. No, not at all. Not at all. I got a question for you. Basically, I want to know, not physically, but emotionally, eyes. Where do you stand now? Where um, in your life than when you did when you first walked in here four years ago? After you, you know, demolished cancer and all that good stuff. Yeah, you mean yeah. So emotionally, how do I feel mm-hmm. about fitness and stuff? Uh, yeah. How does fitness help affect that? Okay. Well, um, and maybe not even fitness, just healthier lifestyle. All of it combined. It really helps because. Honest to God, if I could make every person I know lift weights and train and come to a gym, I would because it is better than any antidepressant, any... It's a medicine, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. it is. And now, um, I mean, it's all a journey. You're going to, like, lose weight. Maybe you gain some back. But if you just keep on the trajectory, Mm -hmm. like, I come now, obviously, I still have goals to finish, but I don't... I don't see an end in sight. Like, it's yeah. not going to stop. Right. I'm not stopping. No, and there's not – you don't even necessarily – when you get to a point that, like, you're at to have necessarily a goal to reach and then stop. I mean, it's all about, you know, just having a healthy lifestyle, getting onto a schedule. You're going to be ha- – you're going to have more energy. Uh, you're going to have less depression. You yeah, know, you, all that. I feel really good. You release like, dopamine right away, which puts you in a good mood. You come in at lunch, so you go back to work normally, you know, ready to finish or tackle the rest of the yeah. day, not, you know, dragon butt, which is always good. Especially if you're a creative person. A lot of creative people I know, they, I wouldn't say we're mentally ill. But say, we're on the line. We're on the line. <laughs> we feel things deeper. You're kind of more emotional. I don't know. There's a re- there's a correlation between if you're a good creative person, it, it, you're also, you're in your emotions a lot. Like, yeah. my job is not physically hard, but it's mentally draining. So by the end yeah. of the week, I'm, like, taxed. I can't, like, think of anything. Like, Ooh. Yeah. Um, and so the gym really helps me with that because if if I, before I get here, sometimes I'm really irritated. Sometimes I'm anxious. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm sad. Whatever it is, you can still be sad when you leave. It's not like you're going to just, like, magically feel better. But it 90% of the time, you do feel better. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. There's somewhere to, like, channel that, I don't know how to explain it, that weird foggy kind of anxious cloud. Yeah, absolutely. Like depression. A lot of people who battle depression and anxiety, the gym is a nice natural medicine. Uh, cardio and strength training, you know, helps relieve those areas. Uh, I myself, you know, battle that stuff. And if it wasn't for working out and doing cardio, I would be not the nicest guy to be around all the time. So right. uh, that's definitely my medicine uh, is working out. Plus, I mean, you meet new people, you create so many new relationships a lot of the yeah. gym people go out, hang out, grab a beer sometimes. We're not strict around here where it's like bodybuilders, blah, blah, blah. No, you um, know? that's the other thing. Like, this is a very accessible gym. Yeah. I find all the any times because I live near the Berkeley location. <laughs> and um, But I don't ever see anyone there. So I don't have a sense of community to that one. Mm-hmm. I go to that one because it's next to my house. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> BM, and we're not talking about <laughs> bowel movement either. Uh, but he's always like super, like oh, good morning. Like he's very energetic. Because um, I've told you this before. When I first started training with you, I thought you were on drugs or something. Because you were. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that's the only time I've heard that. Because <laughs> you were so not on drugs, guys. So energetic, and I was just like. Yeah, what is wrong with that guy? <laughs> you gotta get used to it. You get used to it. That's the hard part for all of us trainers. Is I mean, we're human too. We have bad days. Yeah. Uh, we have life that happens, but it's still at the end of the day is our goal. When Kelly or anybody else walks in, when our goal for when they walk when they walk out is to be in a much better mood and feel physically stronger and mentally stronger. Yeah. So even when we're having an awful day, whatever 
what may have happened. We still got to push you. So even though that we're smiling and laughing, usually underneath there's something else going on. So sometimes the tables turn and Kelly becomes, you know, my therapist versus, you know, the other way around. So it works out very, very well. Yeah, I would also say, um, shit, lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, that's true, though, because uh, if while you're actually working out, you can't, uh, specifically with a trainer, you don't have time to think about anything else. If you're true that. busy thinking about your depression, you're going to drop a weight on your foot yeah. or something. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you're probably going to catch it for you, but still, yeah. like, I'm injury-free. It's been how many years, and I have not. Right. Except for one little hand injury, I'm going to drop the weight on the hand. Just a blonde moment, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty good because if you're paying attention, you're not going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want to tell people. Like, if you focus on the task at hand, so to speak. Yeah. And I'm, this is coming from a person who was not athletic, did not like gym class, although I did get an A. Participation. participation. She's got a medal on her wall yep, still. Yep, yep, yep. Um, 20 years yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do something with that. I'm going to bronze it. <laughs> Okay, we're back. Actually, they probably don't know we left. I was thinking the same thing. You guys didn't even know we left. We just took a three-hour break. Okay. Um, so, Matt, I got some questions for you. Bring it. Um, so, tell me, what's your favorite part about being a trainer? Oof. My favorite part about being a trainer is, this is a very tough question because there are so many things. Basically, I do not feel like I come into work any day. And I, I work a solid 55 to 60 hours a week, sometimes six days a week. So I'm here a lot. Uh, I enjoy what I do very much. It's the most fulfilling job in the world um, because, A, I get to meet a ton of awesome people, hear their stories, what got them to the place that they're in, where they want to be, um, which is great. Um, I love when people make success, whether it's mental, physical, whether it's weight change, body fat change, pant size, and you see that glow on their face that, hey, all this hard work of watching my diet and Matt kicking my ass and sweating is working. I mean, it is just phenomenal. Uh, or hearing stories when, you know, someone goes to a holiday party and nobody recognizes them or just can't believe how different they look from the previous year. Those are just wonderful as well. I, I love having a job to where I feel I can – help change people's lives because there are some people who don't communicate or talk um, as much of, you know, how life is really affecting them. And me and other trainers, you know, save their lives sometimes. You know, we have, we have a lot of stories in our community of suicidal members who come in and, you know, fitness kind of saved their life. And it's just an awesome, fulfilling job. I absolutely, I wouldn't even call it a job. I just absolutely love it. That's Thank you. Yeah, I think the reason that I, um, uh, yeah, because over the course of this time, we became friends, but also part of that is because, I've, I've told you this before, but you literally changed my life. Yeah, I love it. The of my life. I mean, anyone that's, uh, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, just goodbye, Pink Ribbon. I'm sick of you. If there's someone out there that has also had this diagnosis, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. It was awful. Uh, the other part of it that sucks is that there was consequent surgery. So every time I was done with the surgery, it was like, oh, good, I can start trying to exercise or feel better. No, you can't because then you can't do this. Like It was right. to the point where I couldn't even walk my dog because they don't want you to hold a leash in your arm. So to go from that to where I am now, like being able to lift heavy weights and do all that stuff, 
is very empowering, specifically for women, because I don't think a lot of women, um, at least in my other question, um, what do you hope that your clients gain from the experience? Honestly, the most important thing that I hope they gain from their experience is just a, a more positive outlook on life and a quality of life as they get older. I I see so many people in their 60s and 70s that don't make it to their 80s and that their last 10 years is just a miserable, miserable, uncomfortable way of living. And they, they can't do things on their own or they're in a home for five years. I, we've got clients that have been with us for eight, nine years now that are like 75 and you'd think they were in their low 60s. They are still gardening and doing everything. Uh, so my goal is for everyone to just have quality of life as long as possible. Um, I, I myself, I, I'd love to live to 100, but I don't want my last 20 years to be where I can't do anything. Right. I'd like to still continue to do some activities and be able to you know, go on short walks or whatever it may be, anything. Get into the boat and just take a drive. But if I got to live like a couch potato for 10 years – you know, pull the plug. <laughs> I, I used to say the, you remember the, um, it was on the Today Show, the Smuckers Jam 100 oh, birthday yeah, showcase. Yeah. I'm like, fucking just smother me in the pillow. Like, <laughs> oh, Joe enjoys sitting in a chair and eating jam. Does he? Yeah, exactly. That's not life No, living. no. Um, yeah, like, try to be as robust. I yeah, so it, and then the, going back to that question, I think a huge goal for me, myself, Mike, our head trainer, uh, Zach, our new trainer, is to change people's outlook on life just by adding that um, lifestyle change. Knowing that you need to make some sort of change, knowing that fitness needs to be part of your lifestyle somewhat every day, you know, a minimum of 220 minutes a week, some sort of exercise is going to be so beneficial to you. Yeah. you know, we all enjoy an occasional drink once in a while or whatever, you know, you go to. You know, make sure you're working that stuff off and keeping everything healthy. It's not just the outside, you know, your skin and the amount of fat you have. You also have everything on the inside too, your blood pressure, cholesterol, the fat that surrounds all of your organs you can't even see. Um, doing cardio and strength training changes all that, which is going to, you know, allegedly give you that quality of life as you get older. Right. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um. I was going to say, yeah, I, I currently train with Mike, mm -hmm. and um, I don't know if – I think I probably did this when I trained with you too, but I always like to know – I'm always like, in what function is this going to function in my actual life? Because I love those questions. It's great in the gym, but like I want, like when I'm suitcase carrying, then I, I remember I texted you once because I was <laughs> yeah. literally like running through the airport with a suitcase in mm -hmm. one hand. Could not have done been doing that. Bam. It seems like nothing, but seriously, when you're trying to like weave through a bunch of people, and I was in flip flops and I had a run. <laughs> Mind you, I was in flip flops. <laughs> and then I ran to my plane with my suitcase and I thought, yeah, there's some training. So I'll just say for the people that don't train, the uh, reward is when you see yourself doing perhaps basic things, but all of a sudden they're like easy and you didn't know you were even doing that. Exactly. Because you, you're just in the gym doing a thing and then you're like, oh. Just let me carry all these 80 yeah. groceries by myself. Every time I'm at the pet store, they want to carry out the dog food. I'm like, I got it. Yeah, exactly. But if the guy really pushes, I let him just, let's just do this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, they usually look at me sideways like, really? I go, yeah, I'm really okay. So uh, I think it's a 30-pound bag, and I just put it on my shoulder. Heck yeah. It's not that far. It's little things like that you yeah. notice that you couldn't do before. You know, for example, um, we train a lot of um, – teachers and a lot of our teachers are in their 60s okay. and now a couple of years later they say i used to have the janitor put up my stools because they put up their chairs every night and all the desks 
they do them all now. And for them, that little win to young people like you and I don't think it's a big deal, but for them, it's a huge deal. You know, they didn't used to be, they couldn't put their desk chairs on top of all the desks after school because it was challenging for them, risk of injury or whatever. Now it's no big deal. It's little wins. Exactly. Little wins like that is huge. Um, I myself love focusing or at least uh, implementing a lot of balance and stability things because even though we don't realize it and they're usually the boring part of the workouts, those are the most important things for day-to-day living. Balance is huge. Yeah, balance has always been a problem and since I trained with you and now Mike, uh, it got a hundred times better. Yeah, oh yeah, goodness yeah. I used to, um, I don't know, when the first, yeah, I could not balance anything. You couldn't balance anything. You couldn't even like one of the, I don't want to say simplest things, one of the most, you know, common exercises a walking lunge. You could not do one, you'd yeah. fall over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you could walk around the whole building. Now. Yeah, so yeah, that's the other thing. It's not going to be a simple one little one day or this and the next day or not. No, it's a journey. Yeah, it is definitely a journey, but it is a worthwhile journey. Mm-hmm. For, I mean, it really, truly, it's amazing. And we don't get me wrong. We love when people come in here that are super ambitious and they sign their first gym membership. They're 45 and they want to lose 30 pounds. It needs to be done by next week. Like, we love it. You're ambitious. We get it. But please trust the process. Put some faith in us. Let us help you. Yeah. Uh, and just go along with the journey. We're going to be straight honest with you and let you know, hey, this is what you're going to see the first, second, third, and fourth week and what we'll see thrown there. Follow these guidelines and you'll be good. But this is not going to happen tomorrow. So please don't get discouraged when things don't happen, you know, in two, three say, weeks. What, at the point where people, like, because, you know, it gets progressively it doesn't feel like it as a client that mm-hmm. it's getting harder. So you feel like, oh, I suck. Like, it's never easy. Yeah. If, it's suddenly, if you come in a day and it's easy, your trainer either has a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> what is going on? It's like when you would have movie day at school, it's because the teacher had a hangover. But exactly. I'm saying, now we know that, though, yeah. now that we're older. <laughs> it's for certain, they're like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> um, so what was the point of this? Basically, um, yeah, so what do you say to people? Because they're going to get frustrated. like that Because, um, oh, well, it's, you know, they think it's going to be easy at some mm-hmm. point because now they're more in shape. Which, but then you just push the challenge harder. So how it's do you tough. Make- I mean, okay, so what you just said, push the challenge. push Making the workouts harder, that kind of thing for us, that's easy. What's hard is the mental side. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you an example. Um, a no-name person here. She is down – 38 pounds and our goal is to lose like 60. She's young gal, gal, guy, whatever. Young gal. Um, She started off just killing it. Uh, And she's, she works her ass off in the gym running circuits. I mean, she's in phenomenal shape now, but we still have like 22 pounds to lose uh, for our goals that we have. And we've just been at a wall for the past like four weeks. This is the first time we haven't even lost a pound a week and we're just at a wall. It's not the physical aspect right now. It's the mental aspect. Um, and a great statistic statistic that Mike taught me was if you're working out with us two days a week, we're with you 3% of the week. Right. That is it. Yeah. You have 97% of the week without us. So we need you guys to be mentally strong, make the right decisions. I text this certain person. We've been texting back and forth when time gets hard. And I understand I've been there too. So it's, it's the mental aspect that's the toughest for us. And it's puts an emotional toll on us as trainers because we're – I hate to say we're doing everything we're, we can do because there's always something more you can do, right? Uh, but we're doing – we're working really, really hard to help each and every individual when they hit these plateaus or hit these rock bottoms. Yeah. So that's what's the hardest point for me. And I think it is for Mike too. We have sit-downs all the time about 
you know, sometimes we have to take the emotion out of it because we're doing what we can and just continue to do what we can and know that we're still helping the individual. Uh, it's just not going at a rate that we want. And, you know, they get upset and we have to try to keep their head straight, head on straight. That's what's really tough. And I'm sure you've been through those lows before, right? I mean, everybody has. Yeah, for sure. And you just want to quit. Yeah. And then you want to, like, rally against everyone, even the people that are helping you. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're like, screw these And that's people. natural. That's human, right? Yeah. And you just feel like they're not, you know, whatever. It's just, it is frustrating. Yeah, as much as I keep saying it, it's wonderful because it is, it's a hard journey. Yeah. Because I probably have about 20 more I want to lose and I'm down from when when it started. I don't know, like 30, 35 pounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd so say so. I've gone from unhealthy to healthy. Yes. And there's more to do. Yeah. But there's also, it's a hard line because you want to also, like, um, just accept yourself where you are and not like hate on yourself because you've still exactly. made all this progress. Think about the positives. But then take that positivity forward mm -hmm. and push it some more. So like currently I switched up my diet. So I'm like trying to make diet stuff mm -hmm. because yeah, my, I mean, I probably can do more fitnessy stuff, but I'm still in here quite often. I think so. So, um, it's still, yeah, it is a hard, like I, there's been plenty of times where I've left and cried. Happy gym time! I oh my god! Yeah, I tell you, me too. I can't lie. It just it, because it's hard. It's just and sometimes it's just physically exhausting. Yeah, and you're just emotionally like spent. Yeah, but uh, crying's good. Crying's okay. You gotta let it out. Absolutely, yeah, crying's good. Gotta go somewhere. I'm a big crier. I can't even watch. I, you put the notebook on. Give me five minutes. I'm just, give me Kleenex. <laughs> this is a crying movie. I was oh, watching the new, the new Cry for the Straight Guy, and I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Uh, I, it was a touching, because those guys, they're similar. Like, they really care about the clients and mm -hmm. trying to help these people. Yeah. And a lot of times these people are, something's happened and they're tragically upset. Whatever's going on. So yeah. they just bring them, like, they give them a new lease on life. Uh, not to sound cheesy, but that's what they no, do. And not. so it's very, it's very cool to watch. Yeah. Um, it's not a show I would ever think, like, hey, let's watch Queer Eye. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um, so Matt, got another question for you. Um, what advice do you have for someone who's scared to try to try be, um, hiring a trainer because they think it's too hard? Um, the advice that I have, see, it's hard for me because it's so it's such a natural thing for me because a it's my job and I right. do I've been doing this every day like forever. Um, don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. I mean, there's a lot of things that people are just afraid of doing or not comfortable doing, right. but they know they'd be better off doing it. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a good example. I mean, I've always wanted to do something just crazy, right? But I am extremely anxious person, afraid to get out of my comfort zone. And one day I finally was like kicked it in the butt and I jumped out of a plane skydiving. That was my get out of the comfort zone. It was the best experience of my life. And now I do it all the time. Um, so we can compare it to that a little bit. You know, if you're, you know that you need to have a healthy lifestyle, whether it's lose weight, whether it's just your doctor's like, listen, your heart's not healthy. This is what you need to start doing. Um, you're going to be able to have a much happier life and healthier life if you just take that step. Um, it's not scary. Um, most of us, anytime, or most of us trainers, are not like huge bodybuilders that you're walking into with short shorts and no shirt on. <laughs> we are not intimidating at all. Uh, we are just like you guys. Uh, we just have a maybe a different outlook on how life should be lived, and we can help kind of relay that towards you, and you can follow some of those guidelines and feel much better. Uh, and I would say. Make the jump. 
you're going to make good friends with the person. You're going to learn new things. And before you know it, it's going to be just your style of life. I would say that too. I would also say somebody asked me like, why don't I have a female trainer? Well, yeah, why don't you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Uh, prior to finding trainers here, I had two previous personal trainers that were both women. And before some women attacked me, I am a woman, so I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And you're just going to have to like, <laughs> you're gonna have to like it or don't. Um, it's really, it, it does come down to personality. First of yes. all, my very first trainer, I wanted a woman because I had never done that before. And I, I just... I don't know. It's kind of a personal thing. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't know. I don't know. You don't know what it's going to be like. So I felt initially more comfortable hiring a lady. For sure. And but the girl that was my trainer, she was um, overly aggressive and kind of rude and dismissive. Like, as I'm thinking back on this, knowing what I She's know. She's sweating right now. She's getting frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what happened to her. She actually got fired for shaking down clients for money. So don't do she that. She was a bad seed. She was. But she got me started on the thing. But I didn't care for her. And then when she got let go, they gave me another lady. Mm-hmm. And that lady, she was a fine. Just it really comes out of personality. I generally, generally get along better with men. I like women just fine. But this girl, the second girl, was more like, "Hey, girlfriend, I'm not that person. Please don't." Oh talk. boy, I, I couldn't. I can't hang like that. Because um, can yeah. I relay on that real quick? Sure. Okay, the hey girlfriend thing. So. We, as a trainer, this is going out to everyone, you got to have, I don't want to say you need to have multiple personalities, but you definitely need to know how to make every or different type of people comfortable. For that instance, that girl, let's say she's like the Barbie doll type girl. You don't like that type of thing. She needs to be able to read that real fast and kind of get to whatever your level is and talk to you that way and hang like that. Cause that's going to make you feel more comfortable. Right. Right. I, you wouldn't want a drill sergeant either. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah, that's not me. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Cause that's a coworker asked me. Cause I, I, when I'm back at work, people are like, I keep trying to get people to come here. They should. <laughs> Everybody needs a gym membership. I know. So <laughs> I, she was like, well, you have, you have a male trainer. I said, yeah, I've had two of them. And she's like, well, isn't that weird? And I said, no, I, I said, ultimately it comes down to your personality, their yeah. personality. And if you can get along with the person. Yeah, we have, it's hard. We, we have a lot of women come in that only want a women trainer and it drives me nuts because I try my best to get them. First of all, we've been trying to hire a woman trainer like forever. We had one in the past six years who was amazing. Um, shout out to Stephanie. She was just great. Um, uh, luckily for Stephanie, though, she got married, uh, and she moved out to South Carolina, South Carolina, I believe, uh, with the hubby, and that's where they're uh, residing. So, I mean, that's awesome for her. So, we have been trying since January to find a, a female trainer, and they are just limited right now um, in the fitness industry. And then when we do have women come in, there, there's, you know, at, just like any other interview, it's just it comes down to personality and your willingness to learn and what your skill level is. And we just haven't found the right person. So yeah, right now we only have men trainers, but like you're saying, it's not like, I don't know. It's not like we're touching each other or anything weird. There's no touching in personal training. You know, you're just hanging out and having a good time in sweat. It's a good time. Um, so I, I would love it if, you know, more female tra- or females would like to train with males and more males would like to train with females, vice versa, because at the end of the day, you're saying it's going to come down to personality and, you know, the skill of the trainer. And also I think 
part of the reason that women probably want another woman is because there is a huge level of vulnerability. A, just showing up. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you're doing. Exactly. You don't know this person. They're having me do weird shit. And you're like, oh, my God. But I have to say that you sort of, after a while, you just forget all that. Yeah. You got to trust them. This is our profession, you know, and this is what we studied for and went to school for. I mean, as long as you're yourself a good trainer and they know what they're doing, try to thrust, uh, trust them a little bit. Throw them a line. You know, if you were to go do um, – male doctor and you got strep throat i hope you believe that you got strep throat you know instead of you know but same thing there so i'm really i really would just hope there'd be more people kind of put that guard down and just give us at least a chance yeah at least we've had a few members that did not want to continue even though they've known you know mike and i for years that worked with three years that worked with Steph because they preferred female only blah 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 which i understand to each their own but i would i was just hoping they'd at least give us a chance because just try a couple sessions yeah. with the person. Exactly. Give it a, yeah. it was a hard no. Right. They're not inappropriately it, it, sidebar. If the trainer is inappropriately touching you, then you probably need to get um, a new trainer or <laughs> kick his ass. <laughs> yeah. Something. Because that's not supposed to be happening. <laughs> no. And the girl, the second girl that was my trainer, she her problem um, was that she didn't push me hard enough. If I ever said, Oh, this is hard, she'd make she would stop. Now, there's a difference between if I say I'm in pain, right, of yeah. course we're going to immediately stop. But I yeah. just whine. Right. That's what I do. That's what everyone does. I'm going to whimper a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> do I want to do eight burpees? No. No, no. But anyways, whenever I would complain the slightest bit, she would just say, okay, let's stop. Like, yeah. You're not supposed to let me stop. You're driving the bus. I'm, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> when we got to send it in? Trust me. <laughs> um... Okay, hey, we're back again. They probably don't know we paused that. I probably don't need to tell them that. We'll put a music yeah. in there or something. I have interludes I can add. We're going to throw an interlude in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what would um, what would you say, like if someone's looking for a trainer, what, what would you suggest? What do they need to look for? Like, What are some good signs of a good trainer? Okay. Um, if you are in the – couple things. If you are brand new to the fitness industry – and you are just stepping foot on the gym for the first time, you're looking for a trainer, um, you need to find someone who's got a good amount of experience so they know the correct pyramid steps for you, obviously, to stay away from the risk of injury and take the steps in the right amount of time. Um, but again, like we talked, excuse me, talked about earlier, you're going to want to click with them, so personality. Yep. You're going to want them to have good hygiene. <laughs> That's a big one. Trainers out there, bring a pair of socks, bring a toothbrush, a long day at the gym, and just make sure you look and smell good for your client. Just like you want them to smell and look good. I well, I don't care what you look like. You, but. Mu you must have had some times where someone was non-hygienic. Does that ever happen? Oh, I mean, definitely. Let's go on a side tangent here. I would never – I don't have anybody that I would say, no, not good hygiene. But we've definitely got some sweaters, which is great. But I mean, like, you turn the hose on sweaters, or we got to go get a mop, <laughs> which is awesome. It's a good time. But no, everyone's pretty great. Uh, getting back on track, uh, if you are in the fitness industry already and you're kind of just at plateaus and you've thought about having a trainer, but you're like, eh, you're kind of on the fence, um, I've always liked to just kind of, before I got into the industry, I loved watching trainers train people. Seeing what their styles are, seeing them smiling, seeing the other person hopping and popping, seeing what they look like when they walk out of there. I'm just giving it a go. Um, but those type of people, I think you need a 
pretty, I wouldn't say, I mean, I guess, again, experienced trainer. And so where they know, hey, you're already at this level and you need to make sure you tell them I've been doing all these things. You don't want to start, you know, 10 steps back from where you're already at. Right. And based on what the person says to you about the personal history, like mine, for example, if I recall, I told you I couldn't, well, basically I had no core muscles. So that was the first no. thing I said. I had, yeah. Like, so we had you were spliced slowly, open. Yeah. So um, we, had, we had to slowly build from that. Mm-hmm. And I literally just got the doctor's note yeah. from them. We progressed pretty well. I mean, you two different people now. So, I mean, it's definitely important for the trainers just to – and this is the hardest thing for trainers too because, I mean, it's not – training is a tough job to keep uh, because it's just not – it's one of those jobs where it's not – it's like a sale, it's like a car salesman. It's just not a stable job. Right. And, you know, honestly, until you get yourself a great set of clientele and you continue to do an amazing job. Um, so it's hard to find someone that is just willing to go 110% all the time. And then that's what's key. Uh, you got to find a trainer whose heart is really in the game and uh, it, it sticks in the game. Uh, a lot of people are kind of up and down. If you can find someone who just kind of levels out and leveled out the playing field and they are, you know, just they've got a heart for it all the time, you know, you're going to come in and always leave with a good workout. I would hate for someone to come in. If someone's training with me three, four or five times a week and six, 20% of those are bad, you know, I, I'm failing. They need to all be great. Yeah, so I give myself a pep talk every time. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the role of the client on the other side of that? So obviously you can come in with all your energy, mm-hmm. but if the person comes in, they're just not feeling it. You just I uh, first off, I'm them. already happy they already came in okay. because they I can tell even if they're bad. I can tell you're in a bad mood already or you're having a really shitty day and yes. you don't want to be here, but you know it's gonna be better when you leave in the rest of the day. We've been there. (laughs) Kelly dropped F-bombs at me plenty of times. It's a love-hate relationship. Uh, And it happens, but we know. I mean, I've had a couple couple instances where they're working out and they're doing a great job, and I will literally have someone tell me, I don't want to F be here, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, you get a nice hug. Thank you. I feel so much better. This is what's been going on. Thanks for holding me accountable. Blah, blah, blah. You got to let it roll off. Don't ever take anything personal. Because uh, they mean they don't mean it. Mike and I have been training for um, about six months, so I just now started telling him I hate him sometimes. <laughs> well, in the middle of the workout, so he, 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 he's taking it in stride. He's like, I, I'm okay with that. I love it. Yeah, it just, we just got to that point. Hey, so. there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Mike aren't even at that point yet. <laughs> <laughs> One day that's going to come. Um, yeah, so my only advice for people um, is that if I can do it when I was – Literally broken, yeah, broken, broken, cut in half, burned off thing. Um, you can do it too. Yeah. If you want to do it, if you, it is a path to a better life. Mm-hmm. No one. Uh, this is the other thing. If I'm having a bad day and I think, oh, I don't want to go to the gym, I make myself go. Yeah. I've never left the gym and said, man, I feel worse. No, never. Doesn't mean I might not cry in my car. <laughs> that's fine. But that at least. The, some of that emotion has gone. And what we're talking about right now is a big one, uh, the big word excuses. Yeah. Um, Kelly had one of the best excuses in the world not to do anything, right? She, you know, just defeated death basically. Yeah. And, you know, in an emotional roller coaster, the last thing that girl or Kelly, you know, wanted to do was start getting physically active, you right. know, and having a set schedule and doing all this work. When she could just sit on the couch with a book and ice cream, it sounds, or in a beer, it sounds so much better, right? It sure does. 
but uh, you defied the odds and you did awesome. So, I mean, we see so many excuses every day, you know, whether it's time, whether your excuse is time, money, accountability, whatever it is, we will work with you. We are lifestyle change, Jim. We'll definitely make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, it kills us when we have people, prospects walk through the door because obviously they had some sort of trigger that day or that week right. that made them walk into not only our gym, any gym, doesn't matter, any fitness facility because they wanted to start something. You know, we go through the whole spiel, ask them about their life, take them through a tour, sit them down, give them some options, tell them how we can help them in the future. And then they tell us, you know what, it's not the right time. I'm not interested. It's like what happened in between those last five minutes that changed your mind? You obviously had a trigger. So that's what we're trying to kind of figure out right now is how can we keep those people on the right mindset? And I was wondering, do you have any advice on that? Because it happens all the time. Mindset. Well, first of all, I would say for any kind of change, you mentally, you physically, not even physically, mentally, you have to be ready for a change. I think I, that's I, big. I, 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 simply, I would use, for comparison, I would say it's like an addict. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah, have some experience with that, not myself, but some family members. And basically... Someone has, say, a substance abuse problem, they're not going to quit unless they're ready to quit. Agreed. Period. It doesn't matter how much you want to love them into quitting or yeah. forcing them. So, on the other side, if someone. You're totally right. If their spouse or somebody's like, oh, or their friends are bullying them, or because mm-hmm. adult bullying still happens, yeah. they got fat shamed on the internet, whatever happened mm-hmm. that triggered them to come in that day, mm-hmm. they. You, I, I would I guess my suggestion would be dig deeper than the superficial because. Uh, as we were saying earlier, it's a long journey. It's a long game. Yeah. What is that called? Long game. I don't know. But <laughs> well, it's a long. Yeah, it's a long, it's a game. long game. Yeah. So this is also a long game. There's going to be like initial, you know, um, success, quote unquote, if it looks like weight loss to you or whatever. Yeah. But like, what what keeps you coming back isn't that because that is superficial. Of course, you look better and you feel better, but like. It's mental more than it is physical, really. Hundred percent. And so absolutely, the person has to mentally want to be better. Yeah. And they have to see this as an outlet, and it's going to take them a while to get the attraction to do that. But if they just leave after your initial consultation, yeah, and they're like, "Oh, I don't want to do this." They maybe they're not ready quite yeah, yet, they or maybe they thought they were, and then when they finally stepped in, and they've never been in a facility like before. The reality of it. Yeah, the reality of it. Right, because when when you and I were supposed to do our first session, I. I, I think I canceled the first one. I think you I, did. And then because I was like, nope. Yeah. Um, but I was also physically scared because I had literally just like been with a physical. I mean, that was a whole other thing. But yeah, I was, thank you. You put some trust into me. I do yeah, appreciate that. Uh, I mean, heck yeah. Yeah. And look at you now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I want I want to encourage everyone to try. Same. If, if you don't at least show up to try, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're either going to, you're not going to fail. You, you're succeeding by already coming in the door. Exactly. And saying, hey. I'm ready for a change now. Exactly. And I just want people to know if it's your – most of most of our prospects that come in and they have that trigger, whatever it may be, uh, and they want to come do a life change that day, and they're like, this is it. I'm going to start today. And they come in, and this is the first gym they've ever walked in, and they get that – I do my best, or Mike does his best, or Zach does his best to give them zero intimidation and make them feel like it's a great environment. Uh, if this is the only gym they've ever seen, they could absolutely still be intimidated. Uh, but just know the smaller gyms, whether it's Anytime Fitness or any other club, are the least intimidating. You, the last thing you want to do is walk into a 10, 20,000 square foot club or 20, 40,000 square foot club with 200 people there. 
that's intimidating. Yeah. The loud banging and screaming and, of weights and just the amount of people around you who are in perfect shape. Even to me, that's intimidating. I don't sure. want to work around work out around someone who looks like a freaking Barbie doll. Right. You know, that's intimidating me. This yeah. is a very welcoming place. As you know, the, you guys, members all talk to each other, Everybody's shares nice. their story. Yeah. I, I, I mean, honestly, I've been at other gyms, and this one is super, um, I don't know, everybody is super nice. Yeah. Not fake nice. No. And, and there's, you know why? Because there's not a juice Or we're bar. so good at it that she doesn't know <laughs> yet. <laughs> no, but yeah, we don't have a juice bar, so that we're, we're That's totally. That's why we're not pretentious. There's no juice bar. Exactly. There's, there's $2 Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. So please give a training and fitness in general a chance because you yes. might be sorry. Um, it's, it's been a wonderful experience for me. And I'm not gonna stop. Yeah, you don't want to look back when you get into your 60s and say, "I wish I started when I was 30," or in your 70s, "I wish," because it's too late. Right. You know, there is no going back. So this yeah. is something you need to start sooner than later. You yeah. know, uh, especially when you get older. If you're in a, if you have a family and you have grandkids and you're 65, you're gonna want to hang out and get on the ground with those grandkids. Whether it's you have a bad knee or hip that could have been avoided, or if you are 200 pounds overweight that could have been worked on. Think about those things when you're having those bad days and let that be your trigger to come in and we will help you get to that lifestyle so you can enjoy your... Yeah, you that's know. the other thing. You don't have to do it by yourself. Mm -mm. You have to show up by yourself. That's just it. one time. Exactly. And then if the water's warm, come over here. That's right. Okay, <laughs> thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, very much for listening. Again, that's Farmington Hills Anytime Fitness. Hey, everybody, one more thing. Um... Just as a note, the reason Matt and I don't train together anymore is because now he's the managing partner of the gym. So he got a promotion and uh, he still trains, but on a more limited basis. And also we're ending today's podcast with another song from my friend Jimmy, per usual. This one's called I Got Eyes For You. Have a great day, everybody.